And welcome to Voice It with Fran Lavoie. And I am your host, Fran Lavoie. And for those of you who don't know, I am a follower of Christ. I am a public servant in my profession. And I am also a musician. On this channel, you can see my music video for my debut single, I'm Back and I'm Better. And it's a song about repentance and getting our lives back with Christ one day at a time. Um, you can also purchase that song on iTunes and stream it wherever you stream music, as well as this podcast, wherever you stream podcast at Voice It! Exclamation mark with Fran Lavoie. I'm going to get ready to voice it. And from the title of this video or this podcast, if you're listening, you're going to see that we're talking about setting boundaries in relationships when you've been hurt or heartbroken. So, I'm talking about this because we all have had experiences in this way. And when I talk about heartbreak, I'm not just talking about romantic heartbreak. I'm talking about different areas of heartbreak where it can include friendship, it can include a romance, it can include heartbreak with, you know, just with your family members or just anything. It could be heartbreak over a dream not realized or a vision that you thought was going to work or a plan that you thought was gonna work and it ended up falling apart. And so now you're disillusioned. So, you know, I wanted to discuss this and of course I want to use scripture, scripture, I'm sorry. And I just wanted to encourage you all in the word. Because the idea is, is that we will all experience heartbreak. That is just the name of the game in life. So I'm not here to say, you know what? If you do these five things, you're going to avoid heartbreak. You're going to avoid disappointment. No, the Bible tells us that where we are weak, he is strong. And sometimes life causes us to be weak. And we're not as strong as we think that we are. We're not as smart as we think that we are. You know, if you are a follower of Christ and you know of Jesus Christ and he is not yet your Lord and Savior, I will always invite you to admit your sins and, and believe in the wonder-working power of God and confess them to God and to brothers and sisters in Christ that you can trust, a pastor, and I would, you know, encourage you to really allow God into your heart so that he can transform it and make it anew. And, I, you know, sometimes when you walk into this Christian walk, we think all our problems are going to be solved. Everything is just going to be okay now. And, you know, God in the Bible, the way it's written is when you fall, when you experience this when because life to us is unpredictable god knows all but the purpose of life is for us to depend on christ once you've come to know him depend on god and jesus shed his blood on the cross for us to because he's our savior that was supposed to be us on that cross and that is why you hear it's not a cliche term, but it's literally a, a phrase to die to our sins daily. Pick up our cross daily because God did it for us by sending his son, Jesus. He in human flesh to die on the cross for our sins. 
So while we will experience heartbreak, while we are heartbreakers, because the thing that I, I definitely don't want to get away from is that people are just hurting us and we're not doing any of the hurting. No, we are hurting people too. And that is why we need to repent daily and say, you know what? Because of you, God, I'm back and I'm better. I, I'm better because I have the knowledge. I admitted where I was wrong. And now, hopefully after confessing, I was renewed in the word. I can now be better in my decisions each and every single day. And we need to repent daily because we fall short. But speaking on this heartbreak and speaking on this disappointment and hurt, when you are disappointed and when you are hurt for any reason, God promised us in so many ways that he would be with us. And the one scripture that I want to read right now, let me get my iPad, and I want to read it. And this is in the book of Psalms chapter 34, okay? Psalms chapter 34, this was a Psalm of David, and David had a lot of things going on. Now, he was wilding in the Bible, we all know. And while in meeting, he did a lot of wild stuff, <laughs> things that, you know, weren't necessarily pleasing to God, you know, even though he was a man after God's own heart. So, you know, he... Um, this Psalm 34 of David says, it, 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 it kind of like sets you up by letting you know why he wrote it. When he, pre when he pretended to be insane before Abimelech who drove him away and he left it, you know, we'll talk about David if God leads one of these days, but there was a lot going on. Um, but verse, um, Verse 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. None of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord protects his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. And we see in the New Testament where, you know, just even that last part about condemnation, Romans chapter 8 verse 1 reconfirms that there's no condemnation in Christ, you know? So, you know, when we read the, the rest of the chapter, God is giving him, well, David is giving God the praise, you know? He's going to boast in God. He's going to glorify the Lord. He sought the Lord and the Lord answered him. He delivered David from all his fears. You know, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them and he delivers them from all their troubles. 
So that's, you know, Psalm 34. And of course, there's over a hundred Psalms where you see him giving God praise. And, it, and, and, and it's, it's known as a book of poems and song, and it's a song book. A lot of people write songs to it because that's what it was meant for. And it even tells you in some of them the instruments to use with it and all that. But to get back to what I'm talking about, when you are broken in spirit and you are crushed, you know, in honesty, it sucks. It hurts. You know, people do things out of their own hurt. And sometimes we are deficient and we get hurt by people, whether they even intended to hurt us or not. Sometimes people hurt intentionally and other times, once again, they hurt us unintentionally. And so depending on your level of maturity when you are hurt, you can misdiagnose what was going on. And the idea is, is that we need to come to God and have a clear and sober mind, first and foremost, to determine if our hurts are on a good foundation, meaning it's valid. Like there's validity in this person tried me or this situation didn't end up the way that I thought it should go. So once you realize that and you realize that you're not just creating narratives that aren't real, I, I would also recommend accountability. You know, like with me, I'm an advocate for biblical counsel, looking to the word, having my friends as accountability and a mental health therapist. I lay it down to them like, look, this is what happened. And the reason why I go in that order with biblical counsel is because the word of God really has everything that you need to solve a lot of your issues. When you pray and you seek the Holy Spirit and you are truly humbled, meaning that you, you're, you're not trying to be right, you're letting down your pride and your guard, he will answer. You know, if not directly to your spirit, he will send the answers your way through scripture and through people that, you know, really have your best interest at heart. And then you just have to be able to test the spirits there, you know, including your own. But the idea is, is that sometimes you need to seek the tools in order to determine, like, how do I deal with this heartbreak? This is why I recommend mental health therapy because God understands that we need accountability and we, we need to learn ways to deal with it. And in the scriptures, there's so many ways that we can deal with heartbreak. But I just wanted to talk about what I've had to do in order to, and this is another scripture, which is guarding your heart. You know? And I'm just, you know pulling it up because I don't want to do anything on here without the scripture. And it's also, it's in the book of Proverbs. All right. So let's go to Proverbs chapter four. Da, 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 da. You know, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. If you're enjoying this video, if you're learning something from it, there's something you want to add in the comments you can also i'm recording the podcast at the same time so find me on the podcast like i said before so now we found the scripture 
Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Okay? So it goes on and on. And Proverbs is a book of wisdom. And if you ever want, you know, I mentioned the mental health therapy. But in the book of Proverbs, there's a lot of nuggets that King Solomon was throwing out here. So the idea is when you are in a situation where you are heartbroken, you know, we need to guard our heart. And guarding your heart can, can happen in several different ways. I spend time talking about salvation. I spend time talking about how God is with us. And he's with those crushed in spirit and close to those who are brokenhearted. So God is our comfort if we allow him to be. He will comfort us. He will protect us. He will soothe our hearts. And he will give us direction if we, if we really look for it. He will send people our way that will comfort us, that will listen to us, that will give us good counsel. You know, he will find things for us to do. And part of those things to, to keep our minds positive. You know, um, Philippians chapter four says, you know, think on good things, things that are noble, righteous, pure, you know, and, and because sometimes when we dwell on the heartbreak, sometimes when we dwell on the dwell on the situation, you know, sometimes we can dwell on the not so pretty parts that it's not to say that we don't handle or, or bring up things for the sake of accountability, but dwelling on things when we can just be giving it to God over and over and praying about it and having the accountability, dwelling on it will bring us back to a negative place, which is why I read Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, and I read, I think, the next scripture or two after. You want to guard your heart. And one of the ways that you can guard your heart is limiting contact with the thing that hurt you. If it's not going to be edifying you, if it's not going to be fruitful, you have to limit that contact, limit seeing, hearing, or, or, or just being in the vicinity of that thing or person or audio or situation. And the reason why I say that is because the more that you maintain access to a thing that is hurting you and it's not beneficial that's the difference because if there's no benefit to it and it's just hurtful just to be hurtful then you have to guard your heart and say this is not benefiting me so i need to either put a pause on it you know and come back to it later or i just need to do away with it altogether it is not to say that if you are in a place of accountability you have to bring things up and sometimes it does hurt to talk about it. So you're not setting boundaries to the point where you're not dealing with things. You're setting boundaries for unnecessary hurts. I'm going to be transparent with you all. So I was in a situation ship. <laughs> I sure was. And it lasted about six years. And I, it started off in a romance and it swiftly ended because there was a lot of immaturity involved. There was some lies. You know, I uncovered something that wasn't true. 
I uncovered, and, and, and somebody delivered information to me in a very sinister way. And I'll, I'm going to be honest, I kind of got with that person, not like plow, 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 but I kind of like put the fear of God in that person that brought me information about the person I was dating because I felt like they did it from malicious intent. But the person I was seeing lied to me to protect their image and to protect information that they thought was going to eventually cause what happened. So um, because I felt the Lord giving me peace about this gentleman, I continued a, a, a five-year friendship that had too much of a romantic overtone in it, like going, when I knew deep down that God while he wanted me to pray for the person, while he wanted me to keep contact in a very cordial and friendship manner, I, I, I kept it going. You know what I mean? I kept it going and I was deeply emotional, you know, and so was he. And we ended up in a situation where it was back and forth. I was emotional and I was putting God too much into the situation, right? So I definitely needed to guard my heart because what I was doing was I was trying to, I was essentially lying to myself, right? And I was just like, you know what? But God, you led me in this situation. Well, why do I keep getting heartbroken? You led me here. God, I know every time I pray about it, you're telling me to be the person's friend, to pray for them, to help them in this way, to do this. So why am I getting rejected? Why am I being hurt? What did I do wrong, God? And I'm getting mad at the person. We're getting into arguments. We're, we're sinning by fussing each other out. Then things will be good. Then we're sinning by doing things that we weren't supposed to do. And all the while, I'm in this place of anxiety and heartbreak. And it was leading me deeper and deeper into sin, into a reprobate state. And, you know, a lot of people think that when they're going down a path with God, once you add your stank onto it, and I call it stank because ain't nothing about it pure and holy, when we add our own ideas and thoughts into it we will always fail the lord which is another reason why the bible tells us to guard our hearts because when your heart is crushed when you are crushed in spirit the enemy sees that and he will use that as an opportunity to play on your feelings and your emotions and will pervert what god said in the first place if it doesn't line up with the word, it's not God, even when you're trying to call it God. I was so deceived to believe that what I was doing was in God that I started to become upset with God. And, you know, my spirit was crushed. My heart was broken because I thought, you know, God, I thought that you were leading me in this direction. So why is it not going the way that I thought? And God never promised that it was going to go the way that I thought it was going to go. The same thing happened in my career, right? My job. You know, I felt the Lord leading me down a path of healthcare, And I was like, you know what? You know, I'm an artist. So why are you leading me down this path? 
And so here I am, I go back into school. He opened the door for me to get into a competitive healthcare program. He opened the door for me to pass tests. He opened the door for me and my mind to receive the knowledge and, and do well. And boom, I get licensed and boom, I start my job and I, and I, and I'm dealing with bullies. I'm dealing with people who, you know, are, are mean and the, the, the information is more than I thought, more than I think I can even understand. And I'm struggling here. And I'm like, man, my spirit is so crushed. My spirit is so hurt. But what did I do? Instead of guarding my heart and allowing God to be close to me, while I thought I was letting God be close to me, I wasn't doing my part. I wasn't edifying myself in the word. And then if I was edifying myself in the word, I was lending myself to my emotions at the same time and making those idols in my life. So I'm fussing people out of my job. I'm quitting jobs left and right. I'm getting into new situations. I even quit the profession at one point because I'm thinking this can't be what you told me to do, God. And so here I am. And we can even go into my friendships. You know, I'm... I feel like I'm standing up for my friends. I feel like I'm being, you know what I mean, a, a, a good friend. I, I feel like I'm expressing myself and I'm doing these things and people are rejecting me. And I'm like, yo, why are these people reject, rejecting me? I'm standing up for them. I'm being there for them. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And God had to show me, you need to guard your heart because people will come and go. Personality and character flaws aside because, you know, when it came to the area of my romances, the area of my career and, you know, the area of my friendships and family, we can throw that in there. I definitely had clear character flaws that I needed to fix and I definitely didn't realize how much I was hurting people around me, but that aside, which I take accountability for, I also did not exercise boundaries, which is a part of guarding my heart. I also did not learn to step away from conversations or diminish conversations, diminish contact that would have potentially solved issues or if it didn't solve it, it would have guarded my heart in a situation to where I wouldn't say anything crazy. I wouldn't do anything crazy. Or I would just, but better yet, the best thing of all, let God intercede in that situation. I was so controlling that I wanted to control the situation, situations, because I gave you several examples across family, friends, romance, and career, and, and direction, that... Anytime there was a disappointment, I tried to solve it myself with my crushed and broken spirit that I did not give over to God like I thought I did and I didn't guard my heart. Remember, there's another scripture that says that once you repent and once a, 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 a spirit comes off of you, your, your house is clean. There's seven more. There's plenty more that's coming back to try to invade your home. So if your heart is not guarded, 
if Ephesians chapter 6 speaks about the armor of God, if the armor of God is not upon you, and you're not, you're not practically using that, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the breastplate of righteousness, remember who you are. You are the righteousness of God. So there's a way that we should be. There's a way that we should, you know, present ourselves. The, the, the helmet of salvation, remember I'm saved. The shoes of peace, the belt of truth, you know? You know what I mean? The shield of faith, right? That, that intensifies our trust in God. Those, that, that, that armor is a way that I could guard my heart, right? Practically, walking in peace at all times. I don't have to start arguments. I don't have to, you know, when I see it's getting to a heated place, I can walk away with them shoes of peace, you know? Even down to social media, I had to realize that I was causing myself undue anxiety. I was causing myself so much by following things, by viewing things, by hearing things that were affecting me. Even if it wasn't intended to affect Fran, I was being affected. And I wasn't guarding my heart in my crushed spirit, in my brokenness. I was allowing myself to see things and, do, and hear things and be around things and being influenced by things and people that even if it wasn't bad, it was affecting me in the areas of my heart that I knew that I needed to block, but I didn't do it. I was just holding on. And so, because I'm trying to be strong, like, man, I can handle this. I can handle this. And here I go putting my stank on it again. And God is like, no, you can't. And so it took accountability for me and, and me really being serious and, and just insight that, look, if it's causing you anxiety, it's causing me to remain in this crushed place. It's causing me to replay and to break my heart even more into pieces. At this point, I was doing it to myself. My heart's not guarded. So even when it comes to people and it comes to things, social media is a practical example. Block. Doesn't mean that you don't love the person. Doesn't mean that you don't enjoy the thing. Doesn't mean that you don't find value in what's being said. Scratch that. Sometimes it's not valuable at all. It may be valuable one day, but at this moment, you just can't handle it. And that is something that God instructs us to do, just like I read. If your eye causes you to sin, gauge it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And sometimes... We are so broken in our hearts. Sometimes we're so crushed in our spirit. And we're so unguarded. That it will lead us to sin. And God's ultimate goal with us is to be holy. If you're a follower of Christ. So I spoke about repentance at the beginning. I spoke about finding Christ and allowing him to transform your heart. And I spoke about how life. Whether in relationships, whether in, you know, it, it, whatever type of relationship it is, whether in path, even if God led us down the path 
path and it's not our own selfish way of doing things, we fall short. We, we will be hurt. We will be disappointed down God's path for our lives. He is leading us and guiding us in that, but it doesn't mean that we won't be disappointed. So God is telling us even in his way to guard our hearts because he is close to the brokenhearted. He's, he, 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 is, he protects those who are crushed in spirit, like we read, because he knows that we will be. So what are some ways that you can guard your heart today? What are some anxieties that are coming up in you because you are broken in spirit? You're broken hearted. What are some places, things, people that you may need to block for a season or altogether? What are some things that you're doing to yourself? <laughs> things that you aren't doing. That's causing you to stay dwelling in a brokenhearted place. Doesn't mean that just because you're brokenhearted, that when you think on things that are noble and pure and righteous, that you're not still hurt, that you're not still broken. For in fact, God loves us when we are broken because he can build us back up each time with the word. But we have to be broken down. Our pride has to be just broken down and oftentimes that's when we are broken hearted and crushed but in that God is telling us to praise him give him the glory and honor repent look for the ways that we can guard our heart and guard our spirit even if it means practical things like turning that position down or getting a new job or sticking it out in that new job but he's going to change our heart and change our spirit <laughs> so that what we think is hurting us is actually building us up. But besides those things, like I said, if it is something that you can fix and if it's something that you can change, seek God's wisdom. But he used the scriptures such as the ones that I read today when you're brokenhearted, when you are crushed. You saw David was praising him, giving a whole bunch of nuggets. We're not walking in fear. We're walking with God. We're going to walk in peace, right? Because he is close to the brokenhearted, those who are fresh in spirit. And in the next, in the next book, there's so much wisdom that tells us, hey, this is how you can do life in a way that glorifies me. And we happen to get to chapter four, which says, guard your heart. Just guard it. Block that person if you have to. Limit interaction with that person. Get rid of those shows if you have to. Stop going to those places if you got to. Stop drinking those things if it's going to cause you to spiral out of control. Stop eating this. Stop doing that. Because all those things are tied to emotion. If we know it's causing anxiety or causing us to sin, which leaves us in more of a broken place. God is here today to tell you in the word that guarding your heart also can lead you down a path of righteousness 
that if you're a believer, you want to be on. So I know it seems like I was, you know, talking about a lot of things, but when you come to know Christ and he transforms your heart and you learn to repent daily, because we all fall short daily, in this walk, we will be brokenhearted. Even when you're following him, we'll make mistakes in that because we're human. Like I told you in my stories, I, I inserted myself too much in what I believe God's wills, will was for me, even regarding the people in my life. He will help you along the way. And each time that I repented, I might have lost people in my life. I might have disillusioned myself and them, just like they probably done to me. But man, when I learned to give my brokenness, my heart broken, my crushed spirit to him, my confusion to him, he was showing me ways and accountability that I could guard my heart so that I could focus more on him so that I could love better, so that I could forgive, so that I could move forward. So I just pray that this encourages you to get to the place where you want to move forward. Are you heartbroken today? Are you crushed in spirit today? Do you feel like your guards are not up? Do you not know where to start? Drop down in the comments. Let's start the conversation. Because, you know, being transparent, I'm just getting to the place where I'm standing tall on it. But why I feel confident to come to you and speak to you today is because I'm transparent about my story. But I'm not giving you the advice. The word of God, I'm just sharing it. The word of God is here to tell us, look, there's a way out of how you feel. There's a way out of, you know, perpetually being broken and dwelling in it. God is close to you, brokenhearted one, one that's crushed in spirit. And he has ways and tools in his word and through his people and just through external sources that can help you guard your heart so that you can walk down a path of righteousness one day and one stumble at a time. He'll lift you up. Guys, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Answer the poll question on Voice It! Exclamation with Fran Lavoie exclamation mark with Fran Lavoie, wherever you stream podcasts, share this video with a friend and drop down in the comments and let me know what you think and share your experiences with me. God bless you and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Bye. <laughs>